Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Anne Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Anne Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm sitting here at the bright red desk on a beautiful Sunday. I'm about to go out and celebrate my friend Madeline's birthday. Happy birthday to Madeline. Um, and I'm wishing you all a lovely new event of August. We're starting another three days, three more days. And both the eclipses leave us and uh, Mercury goes direct. Only three more days, people. I know this has been a brutal Mercury retrograde. Um, And uh, when Mercury goes retrograde, he brings up all sorts of stuff. He is in Cancer, um, and he's going to station to go direct. And when he stations to go direct on on, uh, Wednesday, he goes, okay, so I'm stationing to go direct. He has stopped in the sky for the new moon that we have on Wednesday. And so this is a really, you know, a lot of stuff coming up. Mercury is hanging out, telling the tales. He's given us the story that we need to pay attention to. Now, he entered his shadow June 22nd. He leaves it on August 15th, but he stations to go direct uh, next Wednesday, this Wednesday, the 31st. So we're not quite finished with the stuff he's telling us. But we really are learning it. Now, we had the Mueller hearings, right, last week. And they were, um, uh, Mercury, when when Mueller released his report, Mercury was retrograde. And now Mercury's retrograde again, and he comes and testifies uh, in front of Congress. So now Mercury goes direct, and we figure out what to do with the news. And in your life, whatever you've been hearing since June 2nd through August 15th, you're not quite done just because he's going direct. He's not finished telling you the story. <laughs> but he is um, hes in a highly emotional place. He's in the sign of cancer. So every two and a half days, the emotions shift, and we all feel a little more emotional. The good news is, you know, now that he's getting ready to – station and go direct he's going to be communicating with us in a more precise manner that we hopefully will like a little better than what he's been doing with us now and we're going to feel a little more like okay you know i'm i get it i'm i'm working with this stuff i'm 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 on it i've got the i've got the vision so our job with the retrogrades of course is to invite in what we're supposed to be finding out about now mercury is only going back to 23 so he's not going back quite into where Saturn and Pluto are, but he is going back to the eclipse degrees, right, because the eclipse was at 24. So he is, you know, surfacing stuff. He's still telling us stuff about this eclipse. Now, one of the things that I've been running into a lot, and I I must admit I had a little temper tantrum this week. Um, I was kind of like, you know, I periodically I tune up a little you know I go back I have a therapist I talk to when I have you know problems in my practice or problems you know kind of like a supervisor uh where I, I call in and go I have a problem well then, you know this time I was like me I'm the problem <laughs> so I went back in and we we're working on a real old issue you know real old you know four and five right you know, it's four and five and she goes you know you never learned this as a kid you didn't learn how to do this it wasn't taught to you and, of course, I'm now 64, right? So I'm back at age four, even though I'm 64. And I'm like, God damn it, I never learned how to do that as a kid. And here I am, 64 years old, and I'm doing it again. I'm trying to figure out how to do it again. And and so with the Saturn-Pluto back, back, back in the old stuff, it's back kind of rotor our old habits 
and it's inviting us to go back into that thing you didn't learn how to do very well, or you you know you do it under protest, or you do it and you're like oh I said you know my way of dealing with this is just to avoid, and and she's like yeah I know. <laughs> Where'd you go? Because I hop, I hop right out when I have to go into these spaces. I'm like I just kind of like to avoid and disappear, and she's like yeah I know, can't do it, got to own it, got to stand in it. So you want to look at where you're being asked to stand in your stuff, where you're being asked with Saturn and Pluto. Cause remember, we got this puppy till January, right, January. But right now it's very active because Mercury is reminding us to think, to notice. What are we not so good at? What is the thing we would prefer we didn't have to handle? And, of course, it's about taking responsibility with that Saturn-Pluto on the south node. It's about saying, I am responsible for this. I am responsible to say this is my this is my job. I can't avoid this. And to wherever we avoid it, trust me, problems. There's a lot of need to take responsibility and own our stuff. And it doesn't have to be some of your nicer stuff. It can be some of your meaner stuff. And to say, yeah, I own that. That's mine. I did it. Or I'm, I get it. And, and to be comfortable with that. Now, this week, we're going to have a hammer of Thor, not a hammer of Thor, a finger of God on the new moon with Mars and Leo forming a hammer or forming a finger with Neptune and Pisces. And uh, (laughs) the south node, Saturn and Pluto's midpoint. So you're going to have some old stuff surface uh, just coming up from the dark reaches of your being and piping up and saying, you know, you have to handle this. This is important to you. This is an important task that's necessary for your development. You're ready. You can do it. It's okay. But, of course, with the Mars in conjunct Saturn-Pluto, and, of course, Mars in conjunct Pluto is not easy, easy placement. I've been hearing from my Mars-Pluto people going, you know, I've got this finger of God happening in the sky right now. Mars is in conjunct Pluto. It's like, yep, Mars is in conjunct Pluto. And right behind it, the sun is going to come, and Venus is going to come, and Mercury is going to come. And they're all going to form a finger of God, making us make fated, F-A-T-E-D, choices. So you got to get ready. you got to say, this is what's necessary for this to move forward with Mars there. And, it, you know, it can be a little bit contentious. But Mars is also with Juno, the planet of how I want to partner and how I want to create things. And anybody with a Mars-Pluto aspect this week is going to really be feeling it because Mars-Pluto has, you know, it's a war aspect, you know. <laughs> Mars Mars kills people and they go to Pluto's realm, right? Mars is the warrior. So when, you know, Mars and Pluto in peacetime, not so nice, not so much fun, but, but it's part of our deal. And so Mars right now is forming a finger of God with Pluto and Saturn and Neptune saying, You have to trust the process. This is necessary for your fate to evolve. Give yourself permission. Do the thing that's hard. Step up and do it. Don't be afraid. That said, you can totally whine and complain to your friends. You can totally go, yeah, really, you know, I don't want to. But the fate is there, and and there's a new moon this week. I'm doing a new moon webinar Monday night, a little later then I usually do it because I have class on Monday night, and I'm trying to go to the class, 
rather than cutting it again. Um, but I'm going to the class, and that finishes at 9, and then I will do the New Moon webinar from 9 to, 9 thir- 9 to 10.30. And, of course, if you can't make it, uh, we send it out if you can't stay up that late. But this will be nice for the West Coast people because a lot of them can't tune in because it's after I do it and they're still working. So uh, the new moon, of course, is on Wednesday, and it's a Leo new moon. And it is moon and Venus, moon, Venus and Leo, moon and Bo, moon and Leo, sun and Leo, Mars and Leo, Juno and Leo. Mars and Juno are merged, and they are forming a finger of God with Saturn and Pluto in the south node of fate and Neptune. And they're in the house of creativity. So it's very important for you to step forward and say, I am going to create this. Now, interestingly, for East Coast people, this Mars is in the fifth house of creativity and children and what we create. So I have a number of people who are like, okay, I'm having to do this creative thing. I've got this creative opportunity. I've got this creative offer. And then I have a couple other people that are going, I am fighting with my child. I'm trying to creatively figure out I'm fighting with myself. I'm fighting with my vision of what I want. I'm fighting with how do I proceed to do this? How do I proceed to create this? Well, the finger of God is coming this week, and it's going to invite us to point ourselves in the right direction. And then right behind it, the sun's coming through it. The uh, moon is coming through it. Well, actually, the moon goes through first, and then the sun goes through, and then Venus goes through. And then guess what happens on August 14th? The sun and Venus meet, and they form a finger of of God and a Venus-Sun conjunction. Big hoo-ha, big hoo-ha. That conjunction forms a 21, forming a huge finger of God in the sky. Again, faded times. We are making faded decisions. Very important that you sit in your heart's path. You sit in your heart's love. You think about, well, what is it I really want? What is it I really want to create? What's important to me? And again, honoring that creativity and honoring that pulse, that pull, that desire to create. And also recognizing with all these planets in Leo, and I mean this in a very kind way because I do love my Leos, people can be a little bratty. (laughs) So if people start having a little temper tantrum and stomping and yelling and being a brat, just kind of look at them and go, okay, got it. You know, and I <laughs> was long before I was an astrologer. It was when I was doing my computer consulting business, and I decided, you know, back then you mailed things. It wasn't email. I decided I wanted a postage machine because if you had a postage machine and you franked your own stamps, you looked like a bigger company. You know, you looked like you were, you know, and I would do mailings out to people to try and get clients. So I I called up the postage meter people, and I got this guy who came in. And, I, you know, now in hindsight, he was a Leo. I mean, I didn't know what he was, but he was this, you know, charming guy. Uh, and his tech rep didn't come, right, when he, he showed up. You know, they probably worked out. It was just a one-woman show. And I remember sitting in the kitchen with him, and he's trying to set up my postage meter. And the tech rep isn't here. And he asked if he could use my phone because, again, it was before cell phones. And I said, sure. So we called the tech rep who basically blew him off. And he stood there in my kitchen and he stamped his feet. He just stamped his little feet like five little stamps. Stamp, 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 stamp. And I, <laughs> I kind of watched him stamping and I went, am I supposed to do something here? This guy is stamping his feet in my kitchen because he has to set up the postage meter, you know, and it, obviously I'm not going to be multiple sales because it's just me. I only need one postage meter. But he was stamping his feet and having a little temper tantrum. 
And uh, so, you know, you might want to have a little temper tantrum this week, and that is totally cool. You are right in sync with the universe. Stamp, 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 stamp. And, uh, and honoring that temper tantrum energy. The temper tantrums are actually kind of fun. But I remember watching him and thinking, this is a grown man stamping his feet in my kitchen. And uh, it was pretty funny. But it also was, you know, like, well, okay, this week's temper tantrum week, people. So you may find yourself stamp, 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 stamp. And that is totally cool. You're in completely in sync with the heavens. Uh, and the rest of the week is kind of fun, you know. So, um, you know, we are clearing that shadow. We do get another big reveal. Um, we are moving forward. That's the good news. Mercury is stationing. Thank God this was a nasty Mercury retrograde. A lot of people were like, what the hell, man? Like, this is just emotionally difficult. And I'm like, uh-huh, it is. It's emotionally difficult, and you're going to be okay. Um, but it is... Uh, it is a fun thing. And, of course, it is a faded event, so feel free to tune in and sign up for my webinar on Tuesday uh, or on Monday night for the new moon on Wednesday. And also I'm going to be offering, because I'm a firm believer in certified astrologers, I think it's a great thing. Um, we offer certification here in New York a couple times a year, four times a year with NCGR, but there's also another organization that certifies astrologer called ESAR, the International Society for Astrological Research. And that one doesn't mean you have to do the math on the test. NCGR makes you do the math on the test. So it's a little bit easier certification, I mean, but it does say you know what you're doing, and it's internationally recognized. And I believe in certified astrologers, so I periodically bring in the testers, and they are going to be coming into New York November 9th, 10th, uh, 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th. So 8, 9, 10 is the counseling and the ethics course, the consulting skills course, which is really cool. You learn, uh, you know, how to talk to a client. I mean, we do talk, but it's also like when it's a difficult thing, what to say, how to talk. And it kind of trains you in some consulting techniques and how to work with people. And then the test will be offered on um, Monday the 11th. And you can do it in parts. You don't have to do the whole thing. And if you're not that good an astrologer yet, you don't want to sit for the certification test but you do want to eventually do more astrology, I would totally encourage you to sign up for the two-and-a-half-day consulting skills practice. And I do it in New York so that, you know, my clients and students and uh, other astrologers here in the city can do it without having to spend the hotel costs. Because yeah, ESAR offers it. They'll offer it again next uh, September in Colorado, but you have to pay for a hotel. You know, if you live, I mean, if you're in Colorado, you don't, but... In New York, if you go there, you have to pay for the hotel. So, all right, mark your calendars, November 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th. It's on the ESAR website, ISAR, International Society for Astrological Research. And, of course, NCGR, we have a big chapter here in New York, and they offer a test quarterly. Um, and there's an NCGR conference, Labor Day, uh, down in Baltimore. Um, and I think we should all go to Baltimore and support Baltimore as being a great city, not full of rats and nasty trash, unlike what Donald Trump tweets. So, on to, <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if you saw it, it was a lot of stuff in the news. A lot of stuff in the news. We're really popping the news these weeks. Okay, so tonight, if you have time, uh, go out. Tonight and tomorrow night, uh, the 28th and 29th, we are having the Delta S Aquarids Meteorites. So lots of meteors in the sky. So it's a great night to go see shooting stars. Tonight and tomorrow, romantic times. If you've ever been out there watching a shooting star with your honey, um, definitely recommend it. 
And the moon this week, today, the moon is uh, in Gemini. It went void this morning around 11.30, and it's void now. And it goes into Cancer tomorrow morning at 7.31 a.m., and it's in Cancer Monday and Tuesday, going void at 11.33 p.m. Tuesday night with a conjunction to Mercury. So Monday and Tuesday are really good days for making deals and getting things done and connecting and moving forward. Of course, we do have that finger of God, so if you do a deal, it's a faded deal. It's also Mercury retrograde negotiating the terms of the contract. You might not sign it, but certainly a good time to talk about it. And then the moon is void at 11.33 p.m. on the 30th, Tuesday night, and it goes into Leo at 9.18 in the morning on the 31st. And it's in Leo at uh, on Wednesday, Thursday, going void at 4.48 p.m. Thursday afternoon with a conjunction to Mars. So moon and Leo joining Mars and Leo. That's a nice aspect. And the new moon is action-oriented, and it actually takes place at 11.12 p.m. on Wednesday night. So you can get the webinar on Monday and then do your ritual, uh, you know, at, at the new moon or on Thursday. The moon goes void on Thursday at 4.48 p.m. It's void all night Thursday night, and it goes bright and early at 9.20 in the morning. It goes into uh, Virgo, and it's in Virgo Friday the 2nd, Saturday the 3rd, and August it goes void at 12.27 uh, a.m. on the 4th of August, and it's void all night. And then at 9.30 in the morning, it goes into uh, 9.30 in the morning, Sunday the 4th, it goes into Libra. And the moon goes void in Virgo with a con- sextile to Mercury. And then it enters uh, Libra on Sunday morning, and it's in Libra on Sunday and Monday the 5th. And it goes void at 3.36 with a square to Mercury, uh, that Libra moon. So this week is like a week of yes, a lot of yes energy. Of course, the Mercury retrograde, you know, uh, ends on Saturday, uh, Wednesday rather, and it ends at 11.58 p.m. Wednesday night. Mercury goes direct. So it's stopped for the new moon that takes place on 11.12 p.m. So I always find it really interesting when Mercury changes direction because he's a lot about, you know, how are we going to do this and what are we going to do? And he's like our deal maker. So he kind of goes, you know, I think I want to do this. I think I want to do that. And because the new moon happens with a finger of God in it, we're making really important choices, but we're also making them as Mercury has stopped. And it's rare for a planet to stop. It's like holding your breath. You know, you can only do it for a little bit. But we notice, like right now as I'm sitting here in my in my living room at my bright red desk, you know, I got the air conditioner, I got traffic, I got the sound of the fan. You know, as I move the phone around, I hear the phone cord moving. There's never a time when things are really stopped. We're in constant motion, right? So when planets stop, we know they don't actually stop, but they appear to. And it's kind of a moment for reflection and pause. So this Mercury retrograde, with Mercury opposite the planets, near the node of fate, kind of talking to us about really getting clear about what we want to do. The other thing that's happening this week, you know, last week we had the Sun square Uranus, which was kind of an aha moment. This week we're going to have Venus square Uranus, which helps us look at things in a different way or see things in a new way and asks us to kind of work with stuff in a different way. So back to Donald. Um, 
the week this week, there aren't really any particularly hard days because the moon has nice aspects, and it's kind of a chunking along, getting stuff done day, and there aren't really any hard energies. Um, hard energy next week on the 5th, but the rest of the week is pretty nice. Stuff's pretty good, except for that Venus square Uranus, which takes place on Friday. And that's a bit of a breakup aspect. Sometimes people find they break up on Venus square Uranus. Or it can be a breakthrough. It can be an aha moment that we're working with and we're kind of working at a new level. So basically the week is nice. The aspects are good. We do have that finger of God. And we do have a number of health aspects. So you want to be, um, you want to be aware of health matters and what's going on with health stuff. And... I'm proud to say my assistant, Rachel, passed her road test with flying colors. She got perfect on her K-turn, and she got perfect on her parallel parking, and she is a licensed driver driving anywhere she wants in the country all by herself. Um, so forward she goes, new, new adventures. Um, and for all of you who are looking at finishing up things and wrapping up things and claiming yourself and saying, yes, I am, yes, I can, this is a great week for that kind of energy and to honor what you need to do because you know you need to do it, even if it's hard. It's the finger of God, even if it's hard, right? A lot of energy in the heavens inviting us to really work collaboratively. There's a grand trine in fire. Grand trines in fire invite us to be visionaries, there's a bunch of T-squares. T-squares invite us to take action and do stuff, even if we're not actually thrilled with it. But we're doing it. There's a couple Grand Crosses. Grand Crosses invite us to take action, and they're a little harder. There's Rosettas that allow us to flip the energy and see it from the other side. Is it a rose bush with thorns? Is it a thorn bush with roses? So your job this week is to kind of really productively and collaboratively work with the energy. So the sun goes from 5 Leo to 13 Leo, and it's not doing a lot of stuff except it has that square to Uranus on the 29th, so it's going to square Uranus, and then Venus squares Uranus later in the week. So sun square Uranus and Venus square Uranus, aha moments about relationships and seeing things you hadn't seen before. And, of course, this is the first square. Um, I'm sorry, this is the second square because last summer they squared Uranus when it was in, in Taurus. So you've already kind of seen the story partly, and now you're getting the next chapter of it. And it's an opening square, so it asks us to make make choices. The sun also has a Queen de Chile with Pluto on the 29th. Um, my uh, college roommate's brother is currently, um, hasn't woken up from surgery uh, that he had last week on Tuesday and is in a, he had a stroke during the surgery, so... Uh, Sun, Quindicili, Pluto is a health aspect again this week, so be careful about those health things. And uh, prayers for Brother Ed and his family and my college roommate, Mary Quinn, Mary Coughlin Quinn. Um, please pray for Brother Ed. He's the president uh, of Siena College. Um, well, he's, he's actually on leave, medical leave, and he may not be going back as the president. Um, so, yeah, big transition time, big departure time. Uh, Mercury parallels the sun. And a lot of health aspects this week. So, again, do not fool around with any health things. Just eclipses, south nodes, <laughs> fingers of God, nothing, nothing. We don't fool around with nothing when we have these energies in the heavens. 
sun is parallel Mercury, which causes us to really think we're right on the first and to really be passionate about what we're doing. And then the sun has a couple quintiles to Athena, seeing how you're going to strategically work things out on the second, and also to Neptune, you know, about working to make your dream come true. So it's a very nice energy from the sun's perspective. Mercury, as we mentioned, is stationing retrograde. This week he has a couple of squares to Eris. Um, so he squares Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 29th, and he squares her again on the 3rd. You know, Mercury with Eris is Donald Trump tweeting crazily. Um, we actually had President Obama tweet back today, you know. So Twitter, Twitter wars, Twitter wars, Twitter wars. And, of course, uh, Mercury is parallel Mars, so it's in the mood to fight. Uh, Mercury is really kind of prolific. He is just out of control. Remember, he is in, he is in Mercury. I mean, he is in Cancer, so he's very emotional, and we're just really running with stuff. And he stations to go direct on the 31st at midnight, right before midnight, 11.57. But he does square Eris on the 29th and the 3rd, so watch for arguments or fights. And then he parallels Venus on the 5th. Okay, now we're going to be nice. So there's a lot of argumenting, argumenting, that's not quite a word, argumentative energy in the heavens. Venus is weak. is going from 0 Leo to 11 Leo. And she has a number of health aspects, too. On the 28th and the 30th, she's aspecting Saturn in the node of fate, the south node of fate. So those are also big departure energies or big releasing energies. She also finishes up her her, uh, hammer of Thor to Neptune. She's finishing up with the Neptune branch. She swung the hammer with the Jupiter branch last week. And now this week she does the Neptune branch. So kind of think of that hammer of Thor as, you know, smiting things out of your life that don't help your dreams come true. And then Venus is also contraparallel series. So there's a lot of energy around wanting to be independent of the mother. Now, when I see these kind of energies in the heavens, I often, you know, hear from parents who go, oh, my God, what's going on with my kid? And I'm like, you know, and I had a guy the other day, we were talking, you know, about his daughter who's emancipated himself and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and he feels kind of bad, you know. (laughs) I'm like, well, you know, these are the times when you let the kids be because this is the kind of, you know, it's just it's like poking the bear, right? Um, And so with the Venus Contra Parallel series, there's a need for independence. I was talking to one of my clients earlier today, and her daughter wants the big wants her own bed. She wants a big girl bed. So the mother was make, making a bed for her. She's like, I really like it that she sleeps with me. And the little girl's like, Mommy, I'll, I'll, I'll visit you, but I, I want my own bed, right? So like honoring the children want to leave the mother right now. There's an independence thing that's going on. Sometimes they're going off to camp. But it's also honoring that Venus opposite series there's an independence of no, I don't wanna. You can't make me. When, especially when someone's trying to over, from the perspective of the child, over nurture. So it's not necessarily that you are over nurturing. It's just this high independence energy. And with Venus squaring Uranus, she wants her freedom. Sun squares Uranus. It wants its freedom. So give them the freedom. Say, okay, I hear you. You can have your freedom. Don't give them an argument. Let them go. It's that song, you know, the you know, if you, the butterfly set it free, and then there was the one that, the t- interpretation, and if it doesn't come back, hunt it down and kill it, you know, <laughs> set it free. Say, okay, you can go, uh, because that op- that opposition is part of that energy. Venus also is trying Chiron, making you feel a little sad, you know, but it also is these things change, and Venus also is Quintilate Pluto. 
again, a lot of health aspects in the feminine energies. So get them checked out. And Venus is also square Uranus, which we talked about, which is an annual aspect, but it also is taking action and setting itself free. It's an action-oriented. These are action-oriented separations or action-oriented changes. So it doesn't have to be over. It just has to be a change. As we mentioned earlier, I mentioned earlier, Mars this week is forming a finger of God, and he forms the inconjunct with Neptune on the 30th, and he forms the inconjunct to Pluto on the 4th. So this whole week, it's a finger of God. It feels very faded. He meets up with a partner energy. He meets up and joins to Juno on the um, 3rd of August, and he wants to partner with people. But he also is forming, forming this finger of God, asking you to make choices. And he also has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate, inviting you to shift things up. Saturn is in a biquintile to Juno on August 4th. Now remember, this is after the finger of God. This is after the Uranus squares. This is after the new moon. So on the 4th of August, say yes. Venus is in a biquintile, and she's inviting you to commit. And she's on Juno at 21. You want to commit and say, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I promise. And then also you need to modify your strategy a little bit on August 1st as Uranus is Quindicile Athena saying that's a good strategy but I need to change it up because otherwise you're not maybe going to get the result you want. And then Neptune kind of quiet this week but also asking for adjustments in relationships and how it's done and an opportunity to change where you're living on the 30th or change the way your home works. And we also have Pluto uh, forming a finger of God with um, Juno. Uh, so partnerships are forming a finger of God and asking you to repartner or to partner in a new way, to partner in a different way. And also this is a time for faded partnerships, F-A-T-E-D, where stuff comes in and you go, wow, that could be really great. So do consider taking the offers you get this week especially if they further your heart's desire. And on that note, I'm going to sign off and wish you all a great week and a fun week. I think it should be much easier than the last few, although fingers of God tend to be a little dramatic, and Mars in the middle of one in this passionate energy that we're working with, and Juno in the middle of one, faded decisions around partnerships and relationships, and committing to partnerships that you like, and transforming the partnerships that you need to transform in the direction that serves your heart's path. You don't have to end it. You just have to change it. But you might want to end it, and that's okay, too. This is Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk. Have a great week. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.